Oh, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's Metagame Minute, once weekly follow-up podcast to Chaotic Amateurs, available for free every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Going in reverse horn order. I ain't even going to... Y'all listen to the episode, I hope. Milo. Not reverse. This is regular order. Milo. Uh, yeah, we changed it, like last Metagame. Yeah, yeah we did. It's the new, it's the new thing. So... Um, Mr. Ball had some uh, some some cool moments. I, I thought the scarecrow was a neat little thing because that's totally Mr. Ball's thing, the the arts and crafts type of stuff. I loved it that uh, Alex gave me the option to make two or make one really good one. I was like, well, <laughs> obviously, I'm going to make the really good one. I yeah, mean, why would you waste your time? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> imagine we get attacked and they're like, the two weak ones were the dead giveaway. <laughs> um, it just seems so ball to just make the nice one <laughs> for sure. What did you think about the uh, those? people that we came across do you think that their intentions were pure do you think that they were actually brigands oh no we worked it out in the episode they're definitely going to ambush us at some point yeah you yeah we're going to meet them in the tower have to whoop their bat that whoop their ass yeah they're going to try to steal our shit after we leave or something that's yeah. that's going to happen i i'm calling it if you they can I... figure out how to get to the tower Right, yeah, true, dude. They're true. too good. They're too competent. <laughs> Look at us. Our incompetence got us here. <laughs> That's Arthur's way, right? He was it's born rich. It's because we're chaotic amateurs. <laughs> oh, he said oh, he the used name, the name of the show. He wow. used the name of the show. <laughs> Arthur is used to failing upwards, being born rich. So, um... <laughs> What is uh what does Ball think about um about you and I were the only ones there for that interaction with the dead the dead man? You know, what's Ball thinking of this whole thing? You didn't really say much. Yeah, that was uh, that was kind of an interesting moment for Ball because um I've been trying to like figure out he, he has like feelings about you know life and death and he's been around people and stuff and he's I'm I'm starting to kind of build like his moral compass in my mind and things that he would care about and it was like well if someone was dead they would want you know somebody to know who's who who they would want someone to know that right. they were dead i thought so that was kind of touching i'd never really heard that in a dnd game before <laughs> <laughs> well uh the on, on the opposite of side of thing. that uh something that arthur could think is well if this guy's dead and we go and tell his family they might give us some kind of reward so right. there could be the opposite side of that give too. us a map to their buried treasure <laughs> and and that being said both of arthur's hiccups today were with the encounters that we had what did you think like was his request for secrets unreasonable uh no no secrets or secrets and yeah ask, ask me that question when it's my turn <laughs> they go to the grave they go to the grave right so better to have them out that being said yeah. did, it, did what what about his thing about like maybe going and like avenging those dead bodies huh reasonable? well yeah. yeah it's reasonable but okay. All right. it's 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 a group thing too like yeah. the group wouldn't go and ambush this other group because they ambushed somebody else maybe I th- I did think waiting for the ambush was the better was a better play. Yeah, I think that fits our group. I think like group Zephyr's group. is always thinking about things like, you know, well, hey, we could advance <clears throat> our station if we maybe do this, you know. Ooh, um, cool. Let's go on to the next one, Scory. It's your turn. Um, we all know what you think about secrets, so hey, uh, <laughs> I like <laughs> them. Scory Scory keeps them. You have a lot, but since we just yeah. mentioned it, you know what? What are you thinking? Like, truly, what is Scory thinking about that? Arthur is like after these secrets. Like, I know that there was some miscommunication there, but Arthur did say, yeah. you know, he's trying to explain, no. like maybe bury gold, maybe something. But it's like secrets are worth Scory knows. Scory, Scory's just busting your chops. 
Um, so he's a little punk bitch. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I it's it's more about he knows how short that ritual lasts, like the effect of that ritual uh, lasts, and that there's only five questions, and so it, it's like get the stupid questions out of the way. You know, we need to focus on what's really important. Yeah, and and I I was appreciative of or rather scory was appreciative of balls bringing up you know your family should is there somebody that we should contact because that that line of family and lineage is really important to scory and so uh kind of honoring that with the last question was a great idea also garth and brooks is yeah awesome (laughs) yeah that was hilarious (laughs) Um, okay, so what do you think of then about the folks that we encountered out in the woods? Um, um, I am the waste. It, yeah, it's ninety-eight uh, percent chance. Uh, chances are that it they they did the dirty deed. Are um, you hoping that they ambush us? Am I hoping for it? Yeah. What does Corey uh, want in his heart of hearts? Uh, I hmm. Caleb yeah. wants the encounter. Okay. Yeah. Caleb wants the want? encounter, but Scory. I think believes more in a karmic sense. So and, if they come and, back, they deserve it for yeah, sure. But, like but unequivocally, if they, don't, <laughs> if they don't come back and they did that deed, then they'll find their retribution in in some way. It's not but, it's not up to us necessarily. But you're gonna give it to them if we meet them again. Yes, I will be the hand of fate if it's presented <laughs> for sure. Oh, but geez, that's kind of egotistical of you, isn't the it? Fucking harbinger of death. <laughs> It is what it is, man. It's, you know, whatever's put in front of him, he'll deal with. Uh, Arthur did feel a little vindicated by his whole thing, and then he got a positive reading that morning. So, yeah, that's karma for real. Uh, I think, yeah, yeah, because I was making fun of you so much, maybe. Is there there anything else you want to touch on before I go to Bentley? No, just uh, appreciative of the Garth Brooks thing. Uh, I sincerely hope we meet another pair of siblings at some point named Chris Gaines. Uh, okay, kinda... uh, Bentley Rafirian. Yeah. So a little, little bit of pushback on that on that encounter that we had at the beginning, and I, I, th- I think I totally understand why. Obviously, but uh, you know, Arthur and Riff kind of get those moments a couple times in the last few episodes. Um, you know, does Riff does Riff coming at that from the angle like she really doesn't see the value in maybe like going after them? Or does does she want the tussle, but maybe wait like more like what we've agreed, like waiting for the, the thing to come? <laughs> want the tussle? Come on! <laughs> but like, dude, you're fucking waiting. cracking me up this whole episode. <laughs> I've never laughed this hard in a session. I don't uh, think before. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> if, uh, I'm going for that uh, Sweden, like Firefly thing when the the bar fight breaks out and Jane's like, yeah, tussle. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as, you know, yeah, like I'm, uh, Riff, Riff is very much in the moment. Riff is very much like, again, these people aren't bothering us. Right. And regardless of if they killed those people or whatever, they're not fucking with us. So it doesn't matter to me what they did or where they're going. So it's more of like a is it so is it like a live and let live or is it sort of like um... it's just like if they want a piece, Riff will give them all they they fucking she'll whip out her shadow chucks and beat the fuck out of these people. Like she will destroy them. She's got some some serious fucking shit that you guys haven't even seen yet. She's only sort of like 
kind of starting to trust you guys a little bit and like telling you that like she's been casting past without a trace and that she's casting yeah. alarm and that like she's sort of showing that she's more than just like this person with nunchucks or what this little kid with nunchucks. Um, so this kind of begs the question to me at least. So but it's like, I, I, do I think that they'll like come back for us? Maybe. And when they do, they'll get a face full of chucks and, and they'll be sorry that they came back for us. But like gotcha. in the moment, it just seems, it, it always seems weird that you get to riff at least that like you guys want to like go after people when they technically haven't provoked us to do anything yet. Right. So, so that begs the question then. So does Riff never, so, you know, I guess I'm trying to think of the way to frame the question, but does Riff never, because the way, the way Arthur sees that, it's kind of like negotiating. more reactionary. It right. seems like we're not and, really thinking to what could be happening in the future. Right. Cause like, Arthur is about kind of negotiating his advancement in the world. And that was the whole thing with the elf people that we, the illusion elves that we met before was like, he was trying to figure out a way that he could use that to his advantage in the future. Right. And, or, and, and for sure, like, but you, you as Rhett don't ever propose that scenario correctly in the moment. Well, I try to do it in like as a role playing. No, thing, you know? like, and I, and I understand like, how Dungeons and Dragons works, but like, I just mean like you always seem to like come at it from a perspective of 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 like these people are against us already. Like they've they've done something to affront us uh, to that we have to like defend our honor when we always just seem to like our wagon happens upon this group of people, right. and then like and I. Like me, I totally get what you're doing, but like, you know, I, I try to be like as this little kid that's like, well, they haven't done anything to us yet. So, like, fuck them. Well, hey, me- Medigame Minute a yeah, little bit. That like, makes sense. Yeah. Medigame Minute a little bit. Maybe it helps, like, because with the, with the illusion elves, the whole point, like, Arthur is coming at this from a perspective of like, well, he has responsibilities now to the kingdom of Usma and to the town of Tyrolin where he has this this house and all this sort of stuff so with the illusion elves the idea was like well they're not supposed to be here why are they here maybe that is something that we can leverage for their help or i I think it it fits i think it fits too with the the whole age dynamic like like scory's suspicious of a lot of people but that's because he's been around a lot longer and he's been done dirty by a lot more people and so rift doesn't necessarily have that 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 filter on her life yet yeah yeah. Well, and I guess the thing is, is if I'm presenting it wrong in game, I want to make sure that I'm presenting it right. Because my idea is like, you know, and with these people, it wasn't so much I wanted revenge. It was, well, we could play cops and robbers and bring them back and be heroes and get rewarded with more contracts. And more... I totally get that. But at the same time, we haven't even done our first mission. So it would be weird for us to like you know, like bag these people, you know, cops and robbers them. And then we still have to go to the tower of chaos. And then we have to like, look after these people that we've captured and we have to do all this stuff. It's like, again, let's get to the thing that we're supposed to do. And then after the thing that we're supposed to do, uh, let then like, if we come upon the beginning, nah, let's I, figure I, it I out. I disagree with that. I think, I think things come up in D and D. Yeah. And Cause it's you, like an open world, you know? You, yeah. You need to take those opportunities as they arise because they may not come up again. Yeah. People's attention of, gets drawn. Of course. In real life. But again, I'm a 12 year old kid. I'm like, we're supposed to go to the tower and get the stuff and then come back. We're not supposed to get like distracted with like this, this group of bandits that's or, or the, that killed people or whatever. It's like, I, 
I almost See, feel like it's less it's less the twelve year old girl and more maybe the monk the monk training. Like you're hyper focused on this mission. On the goal. Yeah. And and I think most twelve year olds of, of any gender would probably be like, ooh, there's something new, there's something new, there's something new. But you've got this internal that discipline that nobody else has. See, yeah. And I could see Also that that's just how my too. personality is. So it's like that's how I, that's how I was as a kid. I don't know they many kind of other held together well. <laughs> I don't mean I don't know many other twelve year old kids that had a paper route, like right. and was up at four thirty in the morning and and like that sort of stuff. So it's like right. it's the same. I just try to play it from like my perspective of like of that sort of thing. And uh, and I'm just like yeah, I'm fo- I am I'm fo- I'm hyper focused on the mission because we're supposed to be out here. We're supposed to go to the towers. We're supposed to do that. And anything else, as long as it's not interfering directly with our stuff, don't care. The second that it comes into our, our line of sight and, we, and we've and we got to, like, do something oh, about it, let's do it. But as far as, like, getting, dist- like getting distracted. If, if anything gets in the way of us doing that mission. Oh, then it's going down. Get rid of it, yeah. Yeah. And then we'll tie them up and we'll put them in our cart. But until then, like... See you, Bozo. They need to go in our cart. I'm fine killing them. <laughs> but a little bit, a little bit of get a uh, metagame minute though. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's part of like the way that I envision like the game going in a way too. It's like, oh, the tower. Uh, that's a season finale type of thing. We can just take our time <laughs> getting through the wastes. Yeah, know? but we're on episode like 14. That, that's like. <laughs> yeah. I oh know. yeah. I'm we we could stretch this out to 30 at least. I'm metagaming it a little bit, you know. <laughs> so I I can kind of see because sometimes I, I I get focus on a goal too, but then these these sweet little nuggets reach out to us, and I'm like, do we take them? Those are um, the things I, I love. think. Uh, that's, yeah. I absolutely Same. love those little nuggets. Just Same. some yeah. little offshoot thing that may not be nothing nothing but turn into something else like when we uh went and investigated the warforge and found the hyena and then yeah i feel like they're they're opportunities something else yeah they're they're opportunities that may never come again and like and like alex says and there could be something to gain from it right maybe he didn't plan for it but we take it then sometimes there's uh bouncing stones in the distance and (laughs) yeah but then also never anything but you don't know bullshit those bouncing stones are dumb as fuck but also i think both riff and bentley thinks that all of you guys overthink that shit and we should most of the time just move the fuck on well, let's talk about this in true metagame status, because this is this is a thing. Because like you don't have to keep calling it metagame, right? We're in the fucking... <laughs> well, no, no, no. But like, but like, truly, like, just hashing out the way we play the game. Because like, when you start going for that, and you're talking about the way that Bentley and Riff like melds a little bit, and we're we're over the ten minutes. So I'll just say that. Um, oh, I assume. But but uh, the the way that you're talking about Bentley and Riff melds, like sometimes I have a hard time like figuring out like is this Bentley trying to derail like my role play or is this Riff oh, coming no. at me like. Well, and that's what I try to give it the like the good faith like. No, well, I mean, as long that. as like, and I and I know like the voice like sometimes it it slips, but I try to stay like up here and like try to be, and I always try to like use my hand so like you guys know that I'm fucking around or it's like I've got my chucks on my neck so like you always yeah. kind of know that I'm doing stuff like I'm trying to do it because it's kind of hard over Zoom or whatever, but like genuinely, I'm never trying to derail anything. Well, I'm, I'm never trying mean, like, to like block you guys or do stuff like I'm I'm. And I know it can seem that way just because of me being me, but I'm genuinely, when we're playing, I'm always like 100% playing from my perspective 
of my character sheet from Riff's perspective. And yes, some of those perspectives may like overlap with how I think, but in general, I am like, this is the most fun I've ever had playing a character. And I'm always 100% invested. And I'm just like, which is why I always try to like have the attitude and do the stuff and like, you know, have like a certain thing. So you guys know that I'm like trying, you know, being in character. Like I, I would never want to like, Fuck up no, your no, guys' no. game. And I, and I didn't mean any disrespe- disrespect by that. I just mean, like, that's kind of like what happens in the game is all of a sudden I kind of start thinking, like, well, okay, is this that or that? Should I push for this more? Should I, like, clarify it in character or, like, metagame it out? Like, what I mean, like, it's hard to know sometimes. Like, I, I know you don't mean it, like, intentionally necessary, but that's, like, what happens. It's, like, these wires cross. I'm like, is this real life or fake life? Oh, no. I'm, I'm um, honestly, I'm never trying to be a jerk to you. I'm just trying to, like be who I think my character would do and how she would react to stuff. All right. We're well over the time limit. Yep, but let's, Mr. Wolf. We, we saved the best for last. Yes, Mr. we did. Wolf, Dashiell Thompson, Mr. Hey, Man thanks for hour. coming to our metagame minute, guys. Uh, this has been fun. Uh, we'll <laughs> catch you guys on the flip side. Uh, metagame out. Well, what about Alex? Oh, yeah, shit. No, Sorry. <laughs> bitch. Fine, not Alex. What about Alex? Wolf. Metagame minute. Okay, metagame. show me where your goal is buried. Did we win the game? <laughs> Tell Alex. us the don't, truth about don't. those people. We'll keep it locked in our meta vaults. Tell us the truth about those people. Which people? The did they kill the them? Brigands. They, obviously, they killed them. Yeah, it was obviously an ambush. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, that. it's so obvious to you, <laughs> God of this world. <laughs> Look, Zephyrus, you yeah, just came no, back from 100%. the dead. Maybe you don't know how the world works anymore. But yeah, He's like, and, that, and that guy was just stalling for time uh, so his crew could get those two carts ready, and then they left mm-hmm. with those carts. The yeah. moment you said and, that they noticed us and then slowly started walking know, to their I carts, I was like. Uh, did uh does now Alex okay. is so good at stalling for time too, like to <laughs> give his NPCs extra yeah. like seconds to be able to do whatever they need to do, <laughs> because we'll away. always play into that was, because he I was think a, that's something we love. He was a little too smarmy for my liking. That guy, but yeah. I did Casanova I did or whatever his name much, was. I thank you for for playing that one insight. You know, you rolled the one insight, and like I knew Caleb that you did not like this guy, but Corey <laughs> trusted him. Scory trusted him. He had a trustworthy face. He Let's... was gritting his teeth the whole time because he, <laughs> Scory knew he rolled a one. <laughs> Let's... I will say Let's... that I, I as a, I as a player and as a listener really enjoyed, um, Caleb, your choice of like the whole, the whole spell and talking to the head thing. One, <laughs> that I thought that fun. was a funny visual, but two, I thought it was a really good choice as far as trying to get information oh. and interesting like i thought i thought that was really good i'm glad you guys were okay let's, with it because it, it's this pretty in the meta. dark let's lock this in the meta vault did garth have buried gold yes yeah i knew 100%. it yeah. i knew it <laughs> but is it he's a soldier Caleb. he has been he has he has recently come into mercenary work and he has been saving up some money he may not have it buried anywhere but he's got a case of gold somewhere I arthur's gonna have to hate you Ar- <laughs> arthur's gonna have to real hard to convince scory yeah. that that's a question worth asking sometimes okay well guess what Rhett doesn't have to work hard to convince caleb anymore <laughs> all right we'll see all right well dash unless you have anything to add we will skip over you all right fuck it this is about a game minute thank you so much for listening free every thursday we'll be back monday for next week's chaotic amateurs